Good morning, Jews Life. Are you ready for a breakthrough morning? Why don't you stand to your feet, please? Why don't you touch somebody's shoulder next to you and uh, let's just pray. I want to give this. I've, I've come this morning as a messenger uh, to announce a day of breakthrough for you. And uh, so, Father, across this room right now, I speak for your breakthrough. Lord, I speak right in this moment, Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray, Lord, in this day, the change will fall, not by effort, not by man's anything, Father, but by worship, by praise. Father, we pray in this morning, we declare a word, Lord, I declare a word over these people, that in this day is a day where the chains will fall, oppression will go, breakthrough will arrive. Father, I declare that right from the start. Lord, I pray that worshipers will be found in this house in this morning, Father, for your eyes going to and fro, and Father, so I pray, Lord, for worshipers. I pray for a sound out of Jews' life this morning, Father, that will come unto your throne in Jesus Christ's name. Lord, Holy Spirit, please come and have your way. Come and rule and reign as only you can do in Jesus' name. you agree with that prayer? Say amen. amen and amen. If you feel the Holy Spirit on you. Um, Welcome to be seated, and uh, that was always a good moment for, uh, for people that are single. If you uh, feel the Holy Spirit on you in moments like that, just squeeze that shoulder, and if you uh, feel the power of God back on you, squeeze that shoulder back. Amen? Come on. We can make your date in church, isn't that so? So uh, it's awesome to be with you this morning. Choose life. Uh, I believe I have a word for you that will help you and will assist you in what God is doing. I want to speak to you about briefly this morning and I am going to get you out of your seats this morning shouting and jumping because I believe that the Lord has brought you to a place of deliverance. He has brought you to a place of breakthrough. Uh, I shared with your pastor, my good friend, Pastor John. Um, you are in for double. There is so much that God wants to do in this house. Uh, I actually shared with him just in the break. I shared, you know, I said, listen, when I put my feet on your grounds, I, I saw movement. I saw God bursting out of this place in a, in a way that you haven't seen, haven't understood. You know, I count, I count myself as one of the sons because um, I come out of the, the Rabid household, the Rabid legacy, and I've, I've come, I grew up in Hatfield. I grew up, I remember the, the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember how people were slain, and I was baptized there. I was full of the Holy Spirit was there. I saw the power of God there. And so you are where you grew up. Amen. And uh, so this morning I want to speak to you about impossible fruit. Impossible fruit. How, how God uses impossible situations to bear fruit. And I, I want to be, my, my style is, I like prophetic preaching. In other words, I don't come too prepared because I like Him to do what He wants to do. Amen. It's my responsibility to put the Word inside of me. It's His responsibility to take it out. Is that okay? Um, but I'll keep to my time and uh, all of that unless he shows up and shows off and breaks free and does that only he can do who of you know that God is always late yet on time so uh, impossible fruit I want to speak to you about that uh, look to your neighbor tell them oh you're beautiful you you look so beautiful I'm just I'm creating dating space dating space Look back, say that of passion. Oh, good morning, you beautiful you. Uh, you will see some of you guys, you're like, ah. Oh. You must enjoy this moment, man. Amen. Come on, why, why do you want to have a person outside the house of God? Find one inside of the house of the Lord. 
I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm going to get myself into trouble. Impossible, impossible fruit. Impossible. I want to come back, so uh, let me get into the Word. Impossible fruit. Mark chapter number 11. Jesus, this Bible, your Bible, my Bible says the following. In this scripture, it says, Now when the next day when he had come out of Bethany, Jesus is doing something funny and he was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not season for figs. In response, Jesus said, I like Jesus, look what he says. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat from your fruit ever again. And his disciples heard it. I want you to see something here. Jesus rebukes the fig tree and the fig tree should actually not be rebuked. Because the fig tree is not supposed to be fruit. I want to speak to you and I want to exclaim this morning and say this. This fig tree gets a rebuke that it should not get because God is reclaimed or claiming fruit from it. And it should not be able to bear fruit. It's out of season. And when I read the scripture, God started to speak to me and I'm going to speak to you out of my own life. How is it possible that God wants to claim fruit out of an impossible season unless he is the God that bears fruit in those seasons? Ah, oh, come on. Unless you serve the God. Come on, choose life this morning. I almost called the Empowered Church. Come on, choose life this morning. You, you have to be a people that believe that God can take impossible situations and He can bear fruit out of that. I want you to see Jesus curses everything that does not bear fruit. But everything that does bear fruit, He prunes it even more. Look, in the kingdom of God, you only have two options. You're going to get pruned or you're going to get cut out. One of the two. But every Christian will be cut. It is what you do of the cutting and what you do of the pruning that makes you who you are. And so it's what, what we do in these seasons. God wants to bear fruit out of your life. He wants maximum benefits. Amen. And so in this, in this scripture, it doesn't make sense unless it makes God. Most of the time, God will bring you into situations, and I, I don't want to be too pastoral this morning, but most of the time, God will bring you into situations to not to introduce you to you, but to introduce you to you in Him. Because the first question when we hit trials and tribulations is, who are you, who am I? Uh, important questions. Who are you, who am I? And so, I want to talk to you out of my life. I, I've been through a season, I'm in the season still for... Impossible fruit. I, I've been in a season six weeks ago. My mom slipped into glory. She, she went to be of the Lord. And she, this was after a season of about 15 years of, of uh, Remethor of lipus and lupus. And, and then she, on the Monday, I was preaching out of town. And on the Monday morning, we got a call. say, you have to come. And, and we rushed there. And I stood across the, across the bed. And the doctor said to me, that's it. She's, she's gone. And at that moment, I said, not so, I can't, I won't receive that word. Because we were trained, you don't receive bad reports. You receive good reports. And Hebrews 11.1 1 says that, By faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. And I said, Doctor, listen, I respect what you do. I respect what I believe. And so let's go to God. And so we went to God and we started to fight for mom. And for 35 days, we fought. And... We saw many, many miracles. We saw ridiculous miracles. We saw how lupus, lupus disappeared. We saw thought of Aritis disappear. We saw how God, how the doctors came and they said to us, listen, we can't find lupus. We can't find thought of Aritis. There's no trace in the blood. Even for three years, we can't find it. It's gone. 
I said, how is it possible? How is it possible? And we were starting to rejoice because God was busy doing a miracle. And then somewhere here in the halfway, suddenly mom's kidneys just, they started all by themselves. Normally it's the lungs that starts first and then the, the kidneys, but the kidneys started first in her, her state and the doctors were freaking out. We were freaking out because God was busy doing a miracle. And then, uh, long story short, uh, on day 33, I was away in the Highlands. I was playing golf as all good Christians do. And... Um, <laughs> Just enjoying time because it was a war, it's a battle. You have to understand when you face of impossibilities, it's not easy. And you don't always have the answer and you shouldn't have the answer because that's why you should have God. And so we were facing an impossible situation and uh, they phoned me and eventually they got hold of me and they said, you have to come. And you see, God whispered 16 months prior to me that, listen, time is running out. But you ignore God in those moments because you don't want to listen. And so the Wednesday came, mom... And they, they, they phoned and they said, listen, it's, you have to come. And when I walked in, I've been next to many beds. And uh, as I walked in, I, I was afraid because I saw what I've seen many other times. And so what now? I'm leading a, thousands of people call me the leader. I'm like, Lord, what, what now? And as I walked in there, I'm just honest with you, I was, I was really afraid and uh, my wife was there and and so I knew time was, we don't have a lot of time. And so what happened was I was, I was actually traveling, the, that was the Friday. The Friday I was traveling back from the highlands. It was raining heavily here close to uh, the hospital. And I actually stopped under the bridge and to wait. And then I felt, ah, oh, you know what, it's just a car. Let's drive. It was hailing. And I was on the bridge of here at Simon Fumert and I was here. Uh, on the on the top and um, suddenly all the cars were still I didn't say that in the first service and so in the midst of it I had two choices hit the cars hit the trees so I chose the trees went in there and wrote while well, the car is still in for repairs and so messed the car up I just wanted to get to mom I got there to mom eventually you see because Satan he is such a fool and he's such a he's such a liar and he's he is he's such a coward so I climbed out of the car, you know, they took me to hospital. I said to the guys, listen, just take me to mom's hospital if you take me somewhere. Um, and anyway, the Saturday I got there, walked into the hospital, and when I walked into the room, I knew. God is here. The Spirit of the Lord was already in the room. I knew my time was short. I raced home as quickly as I could. I went to get my two eldest girls. Why do you tell your girls to greet their grandma? Yeah, do you have Christian answers for that? I don't. I didn't have an answer. I just started to explain to them, listen, we're going to go say goodbye, goodbye to grandmom mom for, for them. And because we were very close, we are very close as a family. And so I stood next to my two girls. I started, they, they said goodbye to mom. And, and I took them through that. And that was very, very hard. And then dad was there. And, and dad loved mom for 47 years, better than I ever saw any man love a woman. He would love her, he would care for her, he would be next to a sign. You see, marriage is not an option, it's a covenant. Covenants means it can't be broken. And so, I saw him for 47 years, loving, loving her crazy, crazy. He would do the most, most awesome things for her. He just loved her, he always spoke highly of her. And you know, in all of this time, and so I stood next to this bed, and I, I'm just telling you a little bit of my story next to this bed i told dad i said hey dad you you have to greet mom when she's alive 
And uh, I stood there as a son watching my dad greet my mom for, you know, after 47 years. And, and that was very, very hard to do. And the Spirit of the Lord was there. The room was filled, filled with God. Angel of the Lord stood next to her bed. He said to me, I'm here. I said, I know, but I didn't want to talk to you right now. And um, because there's, listen, it's not spiritual to speak to angels. They're messengers. I don't know why people are freaking out these days about speaking to the angels. Listen, angels are messengers. They belong to the army. Let's just put this thing right. We are the citizens. They are the army. So you're not more spiritual. It's just normal. Uh, guys, let's bring this stuff in perspective. Let, let me just say that. Let me get off the topic. I'm going to get myself in trouble here. But the point is, I see people talking about angels all the time. Why do you want to talk to the angel if you can talk to the king? Doesn't make sense. Anyway, part of the army. And so I um, stood there next to that bed and, um, and I was faced with reality. Here was reality. My theology didn't match my experience. My theology didn't match my experience. We did everything right. We prophesied. We used the prophetic. We used um, all these things that we were taught how to do. We, we were using. We even saw the miracles. And now suddenly we were faced with a circumstance. We were faced with a situation which we didn't understand. And we had an option. And as I stood there, it was only my wife and I. The Spirit of the Lord was there. It was us and it was mom. And so as we stood there, and uh, she was busy slipping into glory and she came back one or two times just to talk to me and, and uh, just say she loves me and I held my wife's hand and she, my wife started to sing how great is our God. And she worshipped loud and she worshipped louder and then my mom surfaced in the midst of that and, and she said in Afrikaans, she said harder. And so we worship God with everything that was within us. We worship God hard and loud. As two younger people, but we were doing what mom taught us to do, to worship the Lord in all circumstances. Give Him thanks. You see, it is, uh, let me choose life, listen to me this morning. It is easy to say, give thanks unto the Lord, unless you are in the darkest of pits, and then to give thanks unto the Lord. And so we worship the Lord and we worship Him. We say, Lord, we worship You. We don't understand this. And right there as I stood there, 15 years of ministry, I don't have the answer. And I knew in this moment I need to stick with that that I've always believed. And that is God is good. Because if you change your theology to base your experience, you've just moved away from God. So many Christians, they, they change their theology based on their experience. No, you can't change your theology. Actually, that is an arrogant thing to say, you know, because really, who can study God? Come on, are you with me? He is so big, he's so vast. And so, as we were standing there, we were, we were worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. And, and I found out this is what the word really means in John 4, 23 to 25. To worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. What does that really mean? It means... To worship God according to a truth that is in another realm that I belong to, but I've not yet entered into. And let me say it like this. You and I, we belong to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a, is a realm where everything is under His control. This realm is, is called the earth. He has given the earth to man. It is ours. The, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I understand. But you have to understand, He gave the earth to a man. That's why He needed to come as a man. Because if he came as a spirit, he would have broken his own word and then he would have not been trusted. So he needed to come as a man. 
So he came as a man in the fullness of time. That's why the Bible says in the fullness of time he came as a man legally onto the planet into a womb of a woman highly favored. That's why God every time he wanted to do something in the Old Testament he needed to get man to cooperate with him. He wanted to set Israel free. Moses cooperate. He wanted to kill Sodom and Gomorrah. He needed uh, Abraham to cooperate. And so God sent himself as a man. And it's amazing if you, if you understand that just for a moment, that when a baby is in a woman, then blood does not mix. It's amazing because here's the truth, if you want to put this down, Mary was carrying the blood that would save her in the future. Ah. Oh. And so Jesus the man, Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus refers to his humanity, Christ refers to his divinity. Jesus the man, he lived his life out in obedience to the Father, but he lived out a life in worship and in praise and in prayer. That was his lifestyle. And so during the season, we were, we were in the season of, of, and we're still in the season, about three weeks in I, or four weeks in, and my heart pains. I don't know if you've ever lost something and you feel like your heart pains. Physically pains, not spiritually pain, physical pain. And I was saying to God, I'm like, Lord, when does this pain go away? Because it hurts. Because you need to understand now, you know, seven days after, after mom passed, I needed to lead my congregation, a couple of thousand strong. I, I needed to lead them as a community through it. But I'm still bleeding. And how do you do that? You, you can't do that without being dishonest. You can only do that by feeling all that you feel, yet being strong in the Lord, because weakness is not wrong. Weakness is strength. <laughs> and so I, I, was, I was with the Lord. I was like, Lord, how do you, how do I, how do you take me out of this? How, where, when does the pain stop? It's, been, it's, it's, it's hurting. And Jesus answered. He said this. He said, worship over your pain. I said, what does that mean? He said, take your pain, take all the suffering, take all the, all the hurt that you have in your heart, put it in front of me and worship me over it. I said, Lord, but how do, how do you do that? He said, give what you, you do, what, what, you've been, what you've been taught to do. You take your pain, you put it in front of you and you worship over it. And so I, I imagine all the pain, all the hurting, all the, all the loneliness, all the, I want to hear a voice. So this, all these things, I put it in front of me and I started to worship over it. And what I found was this, is that they, every time I did it, there was a strength that came in. And the, and the pain started to lift. It's not gone, it just lifts. And then I found out this thing about God, is that God, in that moment, as, as we were worshiping the Lord, I, I found out something about Him, and this is what I found out about Him. That there's something I can give Him this side of, of life, that I can't give Him that side of life. That side of life, I will worship the Lord. This side of life, I can worship the Lord or I cannot worship the Lord. But that side of life, there's no sorrow, no pain, no tears, nothing. This side of life is full of that. So that means that side of life doesn't have sacrifice. This side of life has sacrifice. That is why He calls you and me living sacrifice. Oh, come on, come on, choose life. So. And you have to understand, you know, you, we, we got all types of mind games. And uh, because Satan is like, you know, just give up, walk away. So I can't give up, can't walk away. We're not made like that. And so in this pain, in this suffering, in this, in this moment, because now 
you know, I need to lead and I need to re redefine my whole family. I need to help dad. He's strong, but I, I need to help dad. And uh, because he lost his best friend for 47 years, I can't even imagine what that feels like. And I just, I needed to help him. And, you know, we sit at the, the beautiful hospital and, you know, these people, they, they don't feel anything, I guess. Um, and uh, you're just, you know, uh, asking for this to be paid and that. And I said to them, listen, let's worship together. You know, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> No, I'm teasing, I didn't do that. But, but the point is, in, in all of this, I, I started to find something out about God. I've learned more about God in this last eight to six, six to eight weeks than I've learned about God in 15 years. And it's this, that I, I learned something. I learned that Satan does not have perseverance. Because perseverance is a fruit or it is a byproduct of the Holy Spirit. And then I learned this about God, that, ah, my breakthrough is the other side where Satan drops off and he gives up. Because he cannot persevere. Ah, oh, but you and I, children of God, listen to me this morning as you sit across this auditorium. You and I, we have perseverance. Jerome chapter number 5, verse number 3. We have what it takes to finish and to finish strong. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to the choir here this morning. You have what it takes to finish strong. You see, Jesus said, it is finished. He didn't say, you finished. Paul says, I finished my race. So many times we say, no, 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 it is finished, everything. Yes, every, everything is finished, but you're not finished. And that's why he says, take up your soul and, or your cross and come after me. The word cross says the word soul. The word mind, will, and emotions. Take up your mind, your will, and your emotions. Crucify that thing and come after me. I have, and I, and I must be honest, when I stood there next to mom's bed, you know, uh, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. There's five beds. There was five beds. Mom was the fifth bed because there's beds, 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 and then, then the private room. And we, we emptied all the others, but not this one. Prayed for people with worse condition, God heals them. Oh. Everybody left there walking except mom. How do, you, how do you define that? How do you understand that? How do you understand that? I, and here's the bottom line conclusion. You don't. You don't. And as I stood there, I was weeping. As I saw mom, I was crying and I was singing. I was weeping and we were singing our God's out. And, and in that moment, being so, I was really afraid. I was not brave in that moment. And I learned something about God. You don't need to be brave to conquer. You need to give in. Listen, if we have more Christians giving in to God, surrendering to God, we'll get much more done. If this room, if you guys here, listen, there's more, if you guys here, if you believe of all of your heart, of all that is within you, that He is who He says He is, we will turn the world upside down. We will literally turn the world upside down. And as I stood there, I knew for that moment, listen, I, I, <laughs> I don't understand. So now I, as I stood there, I said to God, I said two things to God. I said, number one, I want you to know that I trust you. I don't understand, but that's okay. I trust you. Secondly, I said to him, I want you to know that, that I believe you're good and that you love me. And we were standing there together and we just, we made up our minds to say that to God because we don't want to give the devil one inch. We said, no, we, we believe we don't understand this. We don't get this. 
because we have seen the Lord doing so many other things and we don't, we don't get it but we will trust the Lord and so we trusted the Lord and we're trusting the Lord still and the six weeks of crying out to God I was like Lord help me and what do we do you know it's it's been because you know six it sounds six weeks it sounds short but 15 years you know 15 years we've been fighting 15 years we've been, we've been in this thing and then it ends like this I'm like Lord it, it doesn't make sense why why and I and I and I actually to be very honest with you I didn't ask even the question why I just said God I trust you and I left that at that so I trust you I don't I don't get it I trust you and so every time every time I'll feel these things feel these emotions coming up every time I long for her voice every time I want to I, I know he wants from me a sacrifice and so my wife and I we we made up our minds we said we will give God sacrifice we'll give him something that he can work with you need to understand as you sit here this morning your breakthrough is the others on the other side where Satan gives up and the only thing he has he can introduce a voice to you that are not you he can introduce a thought to you to align you to a new destiny that you are not. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 verses 11 that's, that Goliath just spoke. A man just spoke. And the word Goliath, by the way, means revelation. So he was a revealed problem. It's true. Go study the Bible. He was, his name means revelation. He was a revealed problem. Yet it was interesting that the Bible chose, God chose a worshiper to go sort him out. Oh, you have to understand, you serve a God. Oh. And, about, and so, again, there's three things in all of your life. Test, testimony, promise. And David, when David got into that field, I can preach you just about David, but a time will catch us today. You have to understand this about David. David was tested, lying in a bed. Promise, I must be king. Problem, you're in the way. So the only guy that's going to die is you. Because my promise is beyond you. Oh, come on. The promise is beyond it. And you see, this is what a test is. A test creates a testimony. A testimony means there's a testimonial. A testimonial means somebody has died so that there may be an inheritance. If you don't go through the test and something dies, then you will be tested again. But if you choose to die off in that area, he will give you an inheritance for that what you've died off for. That's why the scripture says, come on, just like that's why the scripture says, scripture says, he diligently rewards those that seek him. Those that diligently seek him, he rewards. What is the word reward? The word re means again. The word ward means territory. So he gives territory again. That's why the Bible says, receive the Holy Spirit. The word re means again. The word sieve is an old English word that means to contain. Receive again. Reward again. Give them territory. So every time you have faith and lasting faith, He gives you territory. He gives you, because when Jesus said, I, I want the mustard seed of faith, He's not asking about the size of the faith because the mustard seed means perseverance. Again, look at the word. The word mustard seed means do you have persevering faith? Can you hold on? Come on. And this is what I found out about, about worship. Oh, I, listen, I can't sing, so I'm not even going to try. I know my gift. Um, and that's not one of them. So, so the, <laughs> but I found out about worship. This is the awesome thing about worship. I get to choose the songs. 
Ah, oh, come on. If it's my test, it's my song. Come on. This, oh. You see, your problem is, this is the problem. We're singing other people's songs. No, sing your own song. And you know what's cool about your own song? You can, give, you can make your own words. Like, for example, if you, have a, if you have an issue of someone, you know, say, look what the Lord has done. He's going to crush all your bones. <laughs> I don't want to be you because Jesus is coming. Come on, you can make up your own song. Who do you know, the, the King David was a man after God's heart. Did you, have you ever noticed what the man read? What he re- wrote for us? He said, crush their bones, Lord. Sounds like a worshiper. Someone, so if you can just be bold, if you can be courageous, if you can step out, if you can say, hey, I'm stronger, I'm better, I'm more awe. You see, Jesus, let me tell you something about the king. Let me tell you something about my friend. He's a lion and a lamb. He's a contradiction. Jesus freaked the people out. They couldn't define him. He's a lion and a lamb. Lion, he, he gets in a crowd. They want to push him off. He says, not my time. Pushes them away. Walks through them. Lion. He says, your mom and your dad is here to see you. Your brothers and your mom is here. He says, nobody is my mother my brothers except those who do the will of the father. Lion. Doesn't sound very polite. Jesus makes a whip. He makes a whip. He beats people. The next day, he sits on the mountain of transfiguration. He says, blessed are the peacemakers. The guy walks there. He's just been beaten. He's like, he says the means with me slotted. How can this be? Here's the guy. He just beat me the day before. Now he says, blessed are the peacemakers. There was no peace in the temple. You know why he beat those people out of the temple? By the way, because they came to receive. They didn't come to give. Jesus has got a problem when you come to the house of God. When you are a temple and you come to receive and not to give. He's got a problem with that. So he's oh, a lion and a lamb. Then lamb hangs on a cross. Silent. Says nothing. Nothing. He speaks to the guy next to him. Speaks to his mom. And he only says these words. It is finished. Tetelestai. Now, here comes the lion part again. For Jesus goes down into, the, in, into, Gehe- into Gehenna, Hades, hell. He walks over to the devil. And the devil says, but how can you be here legally? Because only those of a body full of sin may be here. Jesus could say, hey, but my body full of sin is on top. Thank you for the keys of Hades, hell and the grave. Listen, the devil doesn't even have the keys to his own house. Oh, come on, choose life. No, it's time for us to talk like victors, to speak like victors, to act like champions. We must say, hey, you have not to fight me. You have to fight our God of the armies of the living host. You have to fight the one. Oh, come on. If we don't act like it, if we don't talk like it, why does anybody need to follow us? The reason why that many people in the world are not listening to the church because the church looked depressed. No, be happy. You're going to heaven, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Let your mouth be used for God. Prophesy, speak, declare, utter. 
They may lock you up, but the dream and the vision may never be locked up. Come on, the world is dreaming. I was driving on the, on, on the highway the other day, and God said to me, you know, God has got a way to talk to you that you don't forget. He says, listen, hey, stop dreaming for the church. I was like, excuse me? It was like, stop dreaming for the church. Start to dream for the world. I said, excuse me, Lord. He said, listen, you're dreaming for the wrong thing. I have not, I'm not dreaming about the church. I'm dreaming about the world. I came for the world. I empowered the church. But I'm not dreaming about the church. I'm dreaming about the world. So dream about the same thing and let's get the job done. Oh, come on. Dream for the world, the Bible says. For God so loved the world. That's why with this coronavirus and all of this stuff going on, I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the world cannot get darker if the, if the light is actually produced by the church. Because if we say the, the world is getting darker, that just means one thing, we're not doing our job. Oh, come on. No, if you put the light into the middle of a dark room, there's no contest between light and darkness. Oh, and let me say it like this. I want to I wanna point this out before I start to prophesy. So, <laughs> we're in this situation, and it's, it wasn't pleasant at all. My heart was broken. It's still broken. It might seem that we're stronger now, but I, I can tell you inside it. And so, we've gone through many things, and it's, it's not important, but the point is this, is that we worshipped ourselves into victory. Because I, I said to God, I said, Lord, how do you... <laughs> you know, often God, when God really talks to you, He doesn't, you know. So we went through the season and we're still in the season. I'm we need to redefine so many things. I'm finding myself in the midst of this as I lead this. Because there's many people that are looking, are we doing this? And, and so trying to be real but also trying to be very 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 much live my process and so I found out this about God and I'll close with this is that in the book of Mark I think it's Mark 4 Bible says Jesus crossed to the other side the word other side is the word um, in your Bible get a word get a it's the word you went to the other side the word other side or Gedarines means reward at the end. The word Gedarines means the reward at the end. Now, why will you leave 5,000 people that you've just preached to? That aside and they go to the cross to the other side. What was, why would you do something like that? Why would you go for one person? Unless Jesus found something in one that he didn't find in the 5,000. What was that? worship but here's where the story gets powerful get ready to shout and jump out of your chairs you have to respond this morning this man bound by fetters and chains he doesn't know Jesus he's bound I want you to know society loves you when you're bound cutting himself by the law by stone the word stone there is law own efforts can't get free until the rock shows up Okay, but listen, I can preach it in different ways, so let's just stick with this one. Is Jesus climbs off, and I want you to know the man doesn't know Jesus. But 
The Bible says he runs to Jesus. 6,824 demons inside of him, plus minus, a legion of demons. He sees Jesus coming to the shore. <laughs> he runs to Jesus. And just before he gets to Jesus, the demons take over. They say, why have you come here, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? We know who you are. Why have you come before the appointed time? Here's the awesome thing. Who pointed Jesus out? The same devil that's trying to stop you will point your breakthrough out. Oh, come on, Jesus life. You have to understand who you serve. He's the all-powerful, almighty, all-consuming fire God. He does not need to explain himself. He is so powerful and so majestic and so full of love. He calls a sinner a saint. He uses... He, he can sit of a prostitute, it doesn't change who he is. He can sit of the religious, it doesn't change who he is. But he is the one that can take your situation, can take your life, turn it upside down. But he does not do it by a fairy tale. He wants to conquer you. He wants to ravish you by his love. Because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in these the days I've learned this, it's not the power of God that consumes a man's heart. It is the love of God. The love that no height, no depth, no angel, no demon, no principality, no power, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Because I, I can tell, I'll be honest with you, I, I went through dark hours where I said, I, I, leave me alone. He says, I can't leave you alone for I love you. And I, it might sound like a contradiction for you, but when I stood there and I saw my mom, my hero slipping to glory, when I stood there, when I saw my hero go, I felt afraid, but I felt the love of God pouring upon me because I know He's for me and He's not against me. I know He loves me ridiculously. And even though I didn't understand it, I said, I trust you, God. Do you know what makes me concerned about the church? I said that to my church the other day. I said, guys, I'm getting concerned because people are so involved in the stuff of this world. Do they not know it's passing? Do they not know it's fleeting? Why are they so worried about what they possess? Do they not understand it's not what you possess? It's who possesses you. It's not what you have. It's who has you. You see, people travel around the world to come and see me. And my greatest fear is this, that when they see me, they see me and they not see Jesus in me. That is a disappointment. Because I don't want a name. I just want Jesus. I want the Lord. And so this morning, choose life as you sit here. You have the ability and you have the power to be a lighthouse. And you are a lighthouse and God's doing amazing things. And I can tell you the truth as a prophet, God's going to do triple Double more, even more in this place. I tell you, you are in six months of prosperity. God's going to pour up the open the heavens in this space. As you sit here, I saw it in the first service as well. There's people of promotion sitting here. But you'll be defined by your worship. Your worship creates who you are. You will always become like the one you worship. That's why when Jesus said, please listen to me, I'll, I'll, I'll end in the next hour or so. That's why Jesus said, <laughs> I've got your pastor's stress here. That's, <laughs> come on, support me a little bit, man. Um, 
That's why Jesus, the first person Jesus will always introduce you to is you. He says to the blind man, listen to me. I'll close with this. Can I go come down the stairs? Is that okay? Okay. He says to the blind man, I make the camera people work a bit. He says to the blind man, the blind man comes. He, the blind man comes. Jesus, he says, yes, Jesus. And all he hears is, Jesus. The word spit there, that's exactly the word. And you need to understand why. Because according to Deuteronomy 28, for all the scholars that are here, cursed is that that was blind. They were reckoned to be cursed by God and to be spat upon. So here next to Jesus, spit on his eyes. The Bible says he makes clay on the man's eyes, full of, you know what, full of that. He walks, walks through the crowd. What happened to you? It just call him Albert. What happened, LB? I met Jesus, man. Uh, who spat on you? No, Jesus did. Where are you going? Pool of Saleo. How does it look like? I don't know. I've never seen it. Because Jesus sends him to the pool of silly home. That's a silly instruction. He's never seen it. Think. But the word, the pool, silly home, the word silly home means sent. Where are you going? Pool of silly home. How does it look like? Don't know. But, but, that's why the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Let me teach you a prophetic lesson. That's why the Bible says, my, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. His voice creates sight. Amen. As you sit here across the room, if you're a mom and dad, if your child speaks, you know it's your child. How? They sound like them. If you are across this room, there's one thing and the doctors will back me up here. Your voice is only you that sounds like you. As your iris are unique, as your fingerprints are unique, your voice is unique. Here the man goes, pool of cilia, he washes. Who does he see first? Himself. That's why, I'll close with this before I prophesy, that's why he says, you and I are created in the image of God. The image, the word image, is the word snapshot. In actual fact, in old, in, in old Hebrew, it's the word poem. You are the poem of God. And when he looks at your life, he just sees a poem. And I'm to be honest with you this morning, that poem sometimes when you write the lines, it sucks. But it's not the lines of the poem that makes the poem. It's the author of the poem. Even as I speak, the Spirit of God is busy coming in here. It's the author of the poem that creates the beginning and the end. I'm not called to be the beginning and the end. 
but there's something I contain between the beginning and the end, and it's my worship. Satan cannot take my worship. It doesn't belong to him, and I will not give it to him. I am my worship. Oh, come on, choose life. Jump to your feet. You are your worship. You are your worship. Your breakthrough is in your mouth. Your breakthrough is in your mouth. Choose life. You can choose this morning with a shout. You can choose this morning with praise. Praise the Lord, all His people. Give a shout unto God with a voice of strength. Come on, choose life. Shout unto God. Come on. Come on. Now listen to me. Before I prophesy, I want you, I want you to see your problem, see your situation, see your trials, see it, see it, see it, see it. And we're gonna give God something that you that will break you out of that. We're gonna look at this problem and we're gonna worship at it. We're gonna praise over it and we're gonna shout unto it. And we're gonna tell that devil, hey, no, 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 no. This is a temporary setback. But you have to see it. You have to see it. That's why God loves undignified worshipers. Because they don't care. They don't care. Ah, oh, come on, these days, come on. They don't care. And so, I want you to, to imagine that. Imagine, imagine, imagine your problems. See your problems, see your situation. See the pain, see the trial. See it, see it, see it, see it, see it, see it. Close your eyes for a moment. See it, see it, see it, see it, see it. See it, and then we're going to worship over it, and we're going to shout over that thing.